Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of quarantine. I'm Erin. That's Ange. What's up? That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can also find us every Monday morning at bff.fm from 6 to 6.30. And we are giving you an exclusive third time on the show. Marina Stankov Hodge. Um... I feel like we're going to have her on monthly as a <laughs> therapy session. Um, but uh, the reason why we really wanted to have her on is uh, she was uh, part of this protest that was a, a dance off, basically. And she uh, danced the police away. And, and it was a very powerful, very beautiful video. Um, and and we just needed to have her voice on uh as much for you as it was for us. So uh, thank you, Marina, for being on, and, and we hope uh, you enjoy this conversation. We'll see you on the other side. Okay, uh, we're just gonna, gonna get into it. We're, we're back with uh, all-star guest, Marina Stankalpodge. <laughs> yeah. Can we just have you, she's our personal therapist. Every few weeks, we need to have you on just to, uh, uh, keep ourselves in check. Uh, but I think initially, uh, why we wanted to have you on is Aaron. I woke up to a text from Aaron, like what <laughs> the fuck? And it was, uh, our lady here, Marina dancing away the cops at a, at a protest. And, um, I can't can tell I, you. Yes. So keep okay. going. And no, you, no you keep. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've watched it. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you I've shared it with. Um, and, um, I, I feel like we're going to share it on our website and, and please check it out. Um, I feel like your strength and your power in that moment, I'm going to, I'm going to tear up is um, palpable. Oh. And, and uh, we were just like, let's have her on. And, 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 you know, it, it's hard for us to talk right now about what's going on and it's hard to even express what we're feeling. And it's like, this is, we want to sit down with you, Marina, all the time and um, talk about what we're feeling and, and, and work it out. And thank you for last minute saying yes. I know you're super busy and you're a nurse and <laughs> you have so many layers in um, the multiple pandemics that we're dealing with. But thank you for two days ago saying yes, you'll be on. Um, and thank you for Aaron for waking me up to this video. Well, I will say <laughs> our friend of the show who was just on a few weeks ago, um, who's a therapist talking about loss and grief, Lindsay sent me that at 3.45 in the morning. Um, Cause she's having, <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious because she starts, she's been sending me emails at 3.45 in the morning, but she's having, I mean, she's having a hard time sleeping between two and five. Just be really honest. So, mm-hmm. um, and I, I get that. Um, but yeah, I woke up to that and I was like, what the fuck are you doing at 3.45? But also this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, like, I just had to send it to Angela, like, whatever time that was, seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Marina. I mean, what a moment! And, and just can you give us some context, Marina, yeah. as to what this what this protest was about, and why you were out there, and then what it was like being there in the moment? And we'll shut up. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's it. Well, yeah, I'll give you the context. The backstory is. Um, there was a man who was arrested in Alameda um, for dancing on the street or while he was cited for dancing on the street. I think the intent was to arrest him, but then they gave him a citation, which was later dropped. So what 
what happened is he was he was dancing what he said he was doing just exercises his normal daily thing and by his house like right outside of his apartment and now as we all know um um in alameda is that white island in the middle of east oakland <laughs> that doesn't you know i have i have a a house actually there um that i inherited and you know i spent some time there i'm very i'm gonna be honest like i'm very blessed that most of us like the rest of us wouldn't be able to um own property in the bay area so i have to call out my own privilege on that but there's a reason also because of things like this that me and also my my dad had a hard time and didn't want to live there and decided we were going to move away and sell it um, and this is the reason why, and it's super counterproductive to trying to make a more equitable world when people are, you know, we'd rather live in really um, difficult places to live just because we're more represented, you know. Um, but anyways, this this man was dancing and got arrested, uh, got cited by the cops after they had been called by a woman um, who uh, saw him, just drove by and saw him, in her words, turning around in the street and not looking well, <laughs> which is enough, especially if someone is black apparently to, to you know, get people out there, um, the police being, get out there. And so they came out and um, I guess what I later found out was that it was a rookie cop and he was going through the motions of basically just like, I have to ask you these questions. I have to ask you these questions instead of doing an assessment of the situation, knowing like he's gonna get the answers to those questions by just having a normal conversation and not threatening him. And so as anybody would do if they're right outside their house, he's like, you know, I saw the video, I think a lot of people have where he's just like, hey, don't touch me. Like I'm doing my thing. He wasn't even, you know, escalating it in any way. Um, and the man that was being um, cited and then the cop just kept pushing on, you know, getting this information and, and then eventually put their hands on him. And that is obviously very uncomfortable um, for us in so many ways, because at this point, especially as a black person, you have no idea what's going to happen to you at that point. Um, and it's been that way for my whole life. It's been that way for all of us. You know, there's the, the level of fear is palpable. Um, and so, yeah, he tried to walk to his home. They cited him. And then at the end result was that the Congress, or not the Congressman, we're going to talk about this is not that big of, <laughs> this is not that massive a situation, but the um, council member Villa, Villa, I think it was, or Villa, um, actually got the cop to rescind, uh, to rescind the citation. Um, and so- Because you know, he was stopped. essentially just dancing, right? Just this dancing, is what yeah. it was. He, he was literally dancing called. on the street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He should never have been called. And you know, my history with dancing on the street is extensive. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, that's something that I value in my life and it's been a huge part of my life and a lot of people that I know and also has the beautiful ability to bring people together that normally wouldn't have the opportunity to speak to one another um, you know from all different backgrounds and that's what he was doing and instead of this woman seeing that as an opportunity if she really thought something was wrong like which is she thought she was being threatened is what the, what it really came down to um, and because if she really thought something was wrong she would have probably done what most of us would do to our fellow men and stopped or at least stuck your head out the car window and said are you okay at the very least um, and you know I think the the main thing to get across to everybody is like I remember talking to another friend of mine who is also a, um, who is a POC person and the first thing that they had said was, I can't believe the cops acted that way. They didn't need to act that way. And my, my, and I stopped her and I said, listen, this isn't about that. This is about the fact that that woman called 
them in the first place. Like that's, this is where that needs to stop. It's like people need to understand that black men are not a threat, period. Um, and especially white women need to understand that because that narrative of the white woman being fragile and being um, violated in some way by a black man has been, you know, perpetuated and capitalized on to, to, to further so many disgusting aims in this country. Um, and so that was, she just ran with that narrative and so did the police and that's what happened. Um, there's something I remembered in nurse, from nursing school, I had a teacher that told me, um, there's one thing that he said to me, like, you know, with your assessments, you, you can't just go through your assessments like top to bottom and ask these questions because you're not gonna get the, the information all the time when people are feeling threatened, right? And so this rookie cop had this list of things that he needed to ask. And what my teacher had always said is like, you gotta just have normal conversations with people and use other senses to get the information that you need. You can't just ask direct questions like that. That's actually super threatening. And the fact that me as a healthcare professional, who the stats are that nurses actually get shot more than cops do and we don't carry guns, like this is something that we learn. Like, why aren't they learning this kind of stuff? I don't care how much of a rookie cop he is. Like, you should know these basic tactics and this could have been avoided. So I wanted to give kudos out because, you know, a lot of people were passing around and I just wanted to make sure that it was people were also aware that, you know, two things like the um, the local elections being really important because, you know, the, the city council member that was elected in did the right thing. Um, from what I understand, it's not done yet. There's some other things like they want some disciplinary action on the cops themselves, which I support. Um, and so that's being waited for as well. And so I think people are protesting either today or tomorrow for that to happen. Um, yeah, but we just got to keep, we got to keep doing this kind of stuff. Clearly it's, it's working. Um, you know, there's a whole long list of what these protests have in, in every form have accomplished and mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily need to be out on the street, but like some kind, some form of protest is really needed. So at that moment I decided that, you know, I was going to be out there with my friends and we're part of the dance community. This is like a complete violation in so many ways. Um, and so we can't let that get taken away. I also wanted to say too that like I wasn't sure when I went out there and this is my bad is that I, I'm sure the people that organized it seemed like people had conversations with the man that had been cited. But you know, we also didn't, I didn't know offhand if it was okay for with him even for us to be out there. And I think that's the most important thing. Um, because if this like further traumatized him, that is not effective at all. Um, from mm. what I understand, it seems like he did, but I don't want to assume that. Um, and you know, it was beautiful. It was, a, it was a protest that like there was little kids on the street, like, you know, doing chalk art. We were all dancing around. There's some DJs there. I got to meet up with friends I haven't seen in a very long time. Um, appropriately distanced as much as we could. I was handing out masks that someone gave me. Um, and then when we just came to an intersection, we was just dancing like everybody else or walking like everybody else. And then we came to an intersection where these two cop cars wanted to come through. And, um, I don't know, I just stopped my, I just put my bag down and I went over and I was like, hey, and I looked through the windshield in his eyes and I just was like, look, you need to know that this is, at this point in time, this is where we are. Yes, we could let you through, we could be nice citizens and let you go through. And I'm not really, I wasn't trying to be super aggro about it. It was just that he needed to know that this was our time to be there. Um, and they had, and that organization has violated us in so many ways that the very least they could do is go down another street. Um, and so I did that, not expecting him to move back, but he was trying to actually move around the asshole behind him, who <laughs> was his partner. Um, and then finally that guy moved too, and he kept just kind of like genuflecting, putting his head down and being like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But I kept looking him in the eyes the whole time and just was like, this is, you know, 
it's, and it, to me, in my mind, I didn't know anybody filmed it. To me, it's like, you know, we're in this age of social media where you do things and then it gets like super blown up and there's people and, you know, I'm like, that's great. I'm happy that it provided some, a little bit of like um, joy in a crazy time and also like power in a crazy time for people to see that. Um, but at the end of the day, like there's people that would maybe like look for moments to, to have like that and then just not really do other actions. And so I will, I just want that to be known. Yeah. And like the stuff that happened around it is the most important thing, not necessarily because of me at all, but just because of people speaking up, you know, and it has been really funny, the stuff that people have been like, there's new music people have put over it or like commentary and stuff, which is really, funny. really. Okay. Yeah. I've seen that. Okay. So. Hmm. I saw that you yeah. post, reposted it in your stories and I don't know what language it was written in. Some oh, Asian yeah. language. I was like, you're blown up in like fucking other countries at this yeah. point. I was laughing about that. I was like, I hope that's not something bad after. Right. I'm like, I don't know what they said, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, but that's the thing, Marina. And I totally understand when you say like, I hope this isn't just seen as a performative thing. Like, oh, cool. We like it. And then we move out about our day. Mm-hmm. For me, I watched it and I was like, shit, not only are your dance moves like fuck, man, I, your power is channeled. I mean, I feel mm-hmm. it. It gives me to like, I just, God, it feels so good. But the, the, that you see the cop kind of putting his hand out and being yeah. like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I get it. This is important. I'm, I'm with you. Um, yeah. for people to see that is so important. And, totally. um, and, and really, I, I, I just feel like it just means for a bigger conversation and, and, and mm-hmm. as long as it keeps the conversation going mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, and that for me, it was just like the, the most powerful part is like, you're so beautiful. And of course your dance moves are great. And like, but seeing that copying, like, I get you, I see you, I understand why you're doing this and I'm out. Yeah. That's yeah. powerful as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that, that that adds a spark and a conversation, not just for people like us, but for other cops to be like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, 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 I feel them on that. And I know yeah. we've done the same. Yeah, that like, part. Feeling like they don't have to, like, jump in on every act of joy that people of color are doing. Like, yeah, and we can be, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it could have gone the opposite way, Marina. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, I actually felt that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's interesting that you mentioned that too, Erin, because um, there, I have like a love hate with also the other part of social media is that, you know, there's these levels of protection that we're seeing now too, um, because of social media, because, you know, we don't get the real information. Not like we get it real with social media, but if it's mine, I'm generally know that it's, you know, it's coming, it's coming from a true source. Um, but like me in that moment, I don't know, like, even though I wasn't really expecting or wanting it to be filmed, I did have a sense of um, safety because everybody was whipping out their phones. It's like, if this guy decides to go aggro on me, like, right. go ahead, this is what's going to happen, you know? Um, and the other cool part was that, like, afterwards, all, like, these people behind me came up and were just, you know, they were all just, like, so happy to just, you know, keep it moving and, like, keep, you know, keep our, keep the message going. Um, and that, and I was people I didn't even know. And even though, like, I wasn't really like supposed to be touching anybody someone like touched me on the shoulder and like that that closeness in that moment with strangers was also felt really good so yeah I um I I I went to a a rally a couple of weeks ago with my uh, fiance and I 
before we went because it, you know, it's just been like, do you go? Do you not go? I mean, we're yeah. still in a pandemic. That's just what it feels um, paralyzing to me. It's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, and I have, I have asthma and it's like, well, if I get it, I don't know what's going to happen. But before we left, I was like, well, you know, Marina said on her Instagram stories, it's like, she said, if you go, just be prepared to like quarantine for two weeks before we left. <laughs> He's like, well, she said that's, yeah. I'm like, yeah. So we got to follow what she says. Um, just FYI, we're just like ruling our lives at this point. Um, but we trust you, you know, and, and, and I think more to the story of that video is just also thinking about young girls, young POC girls, just mm-hmm. young kids in general seeing that video, Marina. Like, oh, damn. I'm a 43-year-old woman, and I was like, had tears in my eyes. Like, mm-hmm. fuck, yeah, that mm-hmm. is, that's the power. Like, there's been so many images of the protests and the, and the rallies and everything in the last two weeks, and yeah. that was, I don't know. It's well, just I think- something, it was just otherworldly for me. Yeah. And I, yeah. And and I know I, you weren't doing it to perform. Like, yeah, I, just no, know, I know that I'm saying that yeah. out loud. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think another thing that gets lost in, um, you know, when we think of protests and obviously we understand the importance of protests and how, how far it's brought us as a country, as a nation, but, um, you know, uh, but people just see it as such an aggro. Oh, you're so aggressive, but they, they don't connect that it takes being a person of compassion and a person right. of empathy to give a fuck in the first place. Totally. You know? Like, no, this isn't just people that are just angry. At, no, no, no. Like, like, no, no, no. You have to come from a place of love to even care that much. Yeah. And, um, but also, uh, I, can I add, also yeah, coming from a place no. of trauma, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. that's, that's what we're seeing. That's what's playing out. Well, I'm happy that you brought that up, Limber, because... Uh, Marina, in our first interview ever with Bitch Talk, I, th- I think it was episode 302. A million years ago, yes. You talk about how both of your sides have come from slavery. Your father <laughs> as an African-American man in America and your mother coming from um, uh, uh, formerly Yugoslavia and um, now is, um, oh my God, S. It's Serbia, yeah. Serbia. Nobody knows where it is. It's okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh my God. I practiced this thought and I fucked it up. You're human, Ange. You're human. No, both of Marina's sides come from slavery. Her father, as a a Black American, uh, you know, being oppressed by white people, and then your mother, as a, you know, Yugoslavian being oppressed by brown people. I mean, she and like, for fuck's sake. With, yeah, her lineage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, yeah. Um, you know, it just, you, you're just, uh, from, from both sides, being taught about uh, the, the oppression, so that just, like, goes so much deeper. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, so there's, like, and the thing about that is that on all of the sides that like there are certain entities that capitalize on that victim narrative and use it to to rally people to commit other atrocities which i don't think is happening right now because i think this moment is needed and people like like the atrocities that are happening against black people have not stopped so it's not like there's been yeah it's not like there's been this lull and then all of a sudden they're like remember back in blah 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 like let's rally up again and kill all those white people. It's not like that. It's like, this has been an ongoing thing. It's um, daily. And I, and I want to, yeah. And I also want to say specifically for formerly uh, slave, like colonized nations specifically, because there's a lot of things attached to that. I mean, obviously there's other narratives in other places, but the black experience in these places, like 
Latin America and um, North America, you know, it's, it's a very unique experience that way and has never been dealt with. Um, and on my mom's side, you know, the, the, the part of that that's interesting, you know, like hundreds of years ago when they were subjected to slavery by the, the Ottoman Empire, um, which were darker people, um, you know, that's something that was in their past um, for a very long time. They were, they were, you know, they were able to like live their lives normally. It's not like they had ongoing repressions because of that. But that part of the world in general, um, the Balkans, I mean, the world balkanization and the stuff they did in South America and the stuff they did mm -hmm. in Africa all started in my mom's part of the world. It all started with white people against other white people in that part of the world. Um, and then it was like, it was basically piloted there. And then they did it and it's made like false, you know, false borders in Africa and um, Asia and as well as in Latin America. And so I feel like studying that part of the world um, gives a, and I feel really blessed to have that information. I kind of have a roadmap for what they're trying to do everywhere, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's what's mm -hmm. happening. That's what happens now. It's like attached with color and it has been for a very long time in the U S and um, other places. But um, yeah, it's, it's definitely there. I mean, humans, humans have been historically horrible to each other. <laughs> and yeah. that's what we're dealing with right now. And the current horrible situation is all this stuff that we're talking about openly now in this country. And I, and I appreciate being a part of that narrative and it needs to continue. And I also want people to know that like, I don't care who's elected in what election anywhere, big, small, all over, like, it doesn't matter um, until policies are changed and until institutions are changed. And, and, I'm, and I'm not saying don't go vote. I'm saying exercise everything that people have fought to get you. <laughs> exercise all those rights, you know, and if it wasn't that big of a deal, they wouldn't be trying all this stuff to support it or to, to suppress it. Um, mm -hmm. All the voter suppression is real. So if it really mm -hmm. wasn't that big of a deal, they wouldn't be giving two shits about it. Um, so do it, but don't act like that's all you have to do because it's way more than that. And we've and they've been banking on us thinking that's all we have to do for a long time. Um, and so whoever's elected in the big old election that's coming up, make sure you're still out there protesting, and then for and make sure that like like I said, the most important stuff with policing, which is what everybody's really on right now, which I think is great because it's something we can reform and change, and it's like we can see it in front of us. Mm -hmm. But it's the TBA, the the use of um, lethal force. We need to we need to look at that, and we need to look at our DEAs, um, and we need to look at you know local elections because those are the things that have a direct reflection on our on our local police departments, and people never show up to those elections. Mm -hmm. So until we actually try, we can't say they're not doing anything because nobody shows up. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't I think the whole system does need to change for sure, um, and I. I think that has to happen and I think defunding the police will be a really amazing start to that to mm -hmm. a new world um, yeah and I remember seeing a post the other day that was interesting it's like hey somebody had said something like those those people that are saying you need to work within the system are being benefited by the system but honestly if you're an American you're being benefited by the system doesn't matter what color you are because we're fighting in wars to subjugate people all over the world if you're paying taxes you're a part of that system at the same time um, you know, there's like, there's clearly other things that you can do. So um, it's not an easy fix to say don't go vote because that kind of paralyzes you as well. And it's really not that hard, but don't make that be, and it, if nothing else, it educates you on things, on some of the issues that are there. Even if you looked at and like you were going to vote and then didn't at the end of it, you'd still educate yourself on some of the issues. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, the, the one thing that feels different um, for me, because, you know, there's, there's been a lot of uh, Black Lives Matter and, and, and um, a, a lot of un- unnecessary deaths uh, at the hands of, of police brutality. Um, but one thing that feels different for me is I've gotten a lot of calls from people that would never talk about this shit. Yeah. And just like, hey, um, I've been thinking this. What do you think? You know, and yeah. um, all afternoon, Aaron can attest to this. <laughs> Aaron's kind of my uh, shaman on a social <laughs> media because I'm horrible at it. And, you know, I'll, I'll fuck up left and right. Um, but, but I've just had so many really beautiful conversations with people that I would never talk to about this stuff, about like, right. what is the right way? What is the right way to be a white ally? I had another friend that uh, is Hapa, who's like, am, am I a person of color? Am I considered a person of color? Is my voice, does my voice matter when I say people of color? All, I mean, it runs a spectrum. And another friend yeah. that runs, uh, is a manager of a small shop. A health food store that is like how you know how do we have a voice in this time without uh, be feeling um, performative um, right. and 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 all of these things are so fucking important and I'll be yeah. the first person to say I'm not perfect and I suck at social media and um, and you know for, for the people around you that know you it's like okay I know you have the best intentions but from the outside world Maybe that's not, you know, maybe it's like, oh, you're just showy, whatever. But like, yeah. what, what, what are your thoughts on like um, being able to express your pain at this moment, but not taking from it and, 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 and being, it being a productive thing and not yeah. just a showy thing, you know, because it's important. It's important that we see this, that we see that everybody's on board, but um, yeah. You know, it's it's a scary. It's scary to be on social media. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm an ally. I've been an ally. You know, and yeah. I, I've been, I've been <laughs> ally. Yeah. But we yeah. all, Ange, but we have so like, and I'm not asking me this question, and I want Marita also. No, no I want you to, to jump in. Um, but in in this moment, like in the last couple of weeks and, and also because of where I work, but also because I manage our bitch talk socials, like I've got a lot to learn. And so mm-hmm. we have a small platform, but I, you know, I'm also scared. I don't know. I don't want, I'm not scared. That's not the word. I don't want to post the wrong thing because mm-hmm. that, that will kill you on social media. Right. And I know that we have a great platform and I know from day one, it wasn't intentional, but maybe it was intentional. We were always, always, always amplifying like marginalized voices, independent voices. Like it's just been our thing, right? Yeah. And we've always been women of color producing this. But also, I'm not black. Right. Mm-hmm. I've not lived that experience. And we want to give you that space. Like, yeah. No, and it's like, again, not us. Yeah. So no. I, I, I've, you know, uh, if you follow Bitch Talk, I have not posted anything from us, like our content. Yeah in two weeks maybe because yeah. I'm like it just mm-hmm. doesn't feel right yeah same. um okay. but I will post things to ho- hopefully make other people that follow us think you know I'm not going to change their minds but maybe they'll think but we still have a lot to learn there's so sure. much to learn mm-hmm. so you know and you don't have to be perfect um, no we don't have there's- to be perfect in this moment 
Yeah, there's a quote that actually I had seen that it said some, was it, I mean, you might have even posted it up actually, Aaron, I saw it somewhere, and it was saying that um, for all our white and non-black POC allies, we'd rather you show up imperfectly than not show up at all. That wasn't um, me, I wish it was. <laughs> I actually <laughs> said that. Somebody stole that from me. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> yep. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that's because we are in a in this weird, um, like, politically, like, uncorrect, correct <laughs> country that we live in. And that's why we're in the situation that we're in right now, because yeah. nobody's having the conversations, you know, mm -hmm. and everybody's scared mm -hmm. to ruffle things. But at the same time, like, you speaking out doesn't mean doesn't mean saying, you know, putting like a black square on and saying that like on your page and saying that like black lives matter and then just like, okay, closing your computer, that's it for the day. Like what it means is doing the extra work that we've been forced to have to do because we have, we live, we have that lived experience our whole lives. Right. And so that means like, I'm okay if like white people feel a little uncomfortable having conversations because you know what, we've been feeling uncomfortable since day one, you know, and that uncomfortability means growth um and so like you know i had a, a friend who was a, a white friend that was like i just you know i don't feel like uh, i don't i just feel weird like i'm gonna say the wrong things i'm like that weird butt clenching feeling that you have like that's <laughs> the norm for us and for us it can mm. often not just like it often doesn't just mean like oh i'm uncomfortable it means someone might try to hurt me you know and so like you're a little bit of uncomfortable that's cool with me like let's just talk it out you know and i and i've been more real i'm pretty blunt like i mean i've i have a serbian mother and she's like the bluntest person serbs are super super blunt people um and so i just tend to say things and my whole life i've been really comfortable in uncomfortable situations so um, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, the thing that I've had to check myself on now is like, do I want to put the teacher hat on today? Um, yes. do I have space to Being hold? exhausted. Fucking yeah, Google. I'm like, Fucking Google shit. Yeah. Yes. I'm yeah. like, we have computers, we have phones. If you have right. a question, mm -hmm. ask your fucking phone. I, mm -hmm. I am with you, Marina, in that because mm -hmm. I... I'm, I'm tired. I mean, my, my quote unquote wokeness happened a long time ago. Um, right. no, not a long time ago. It happened. Uh, I would say maybe within the last 10 years, maybe 10, 15, I don't know. So it's not been my whole life, but I've had to, I've had to look up shit. I've had to read things, you know, like I watch a ton of documentaries. Like I, I do it on purpose because I want to learn and I'm not going to ask my, my fucking black friends about their fucking experiences. If they want to share it, then they can share it. But I'm not going to ask them every time if I have a black question. It's like if people ask me, where's the nearest Asian restaurant or what Asian food do you like? It's just like, right. no, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm done. I'm done. So well, I, I get it. Yeah. Well, and, and, and honestly, yeah. this is another positive. Uh, look at the, the New York Times bestseller list. I mean, everybody's sure. buying White Fragility and oh, the new Jim yeah. Crow, you know? Yeah, like, I know. I don't know. I mean, it's just like... I, it's also, yeah. That's also exhausting. <laughs> totally. The other thing, too, is like, it's to really understand that there's so much individual experience, right? Like, you had alluded to, uh, both of you in different ways, like, not being the spokesperson for whatever it is, right? And, and I think for me, like... Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm perceived as black in like most, actually, honestly, most of my life, people have thought I'm Dominican or like some version of Latino, which is not me at all. But like the ethnic mixture is probably the same. I mean, but just whatever you're uh, perceived as, like, 
that's your face that's your face value, but you know, there's so much more to your day-to-daily, day-to-day um, individual experience. I mean, I'm also light-skinned. I'm, um, I'm a black woman. I think it's, it's funny cause it's like, I'm black when it's convenient for somebody and I'm, I'm trying mm-hmm. not to be when it's like, convenient. if I don't talk this a certain way, if I don't act a certain way, you know, I've, I've experienced, I wouldn't, I don't think it's racism on, in, my, in the black community. I, don't, I just don't even use that word. And I don't think it's applicable. Um, to marginalize people at all, um, to you to say that you know there's people that say oh there's black people that are racist and I don't feel that way at all, um, but in terms of just finding, you know me as a black woman as a light skinned woman there's been um, a lot of like feeling like I don't fit in in a lot of places I definitely never felt it like I fit in in white America and specifically Anglo white America because my mom didn't fit in and she was white but she's from a communist country you know there's all kinds of shit with that. She didn't fit in. And then on my dad's side, you know, and I'm black. Like, I remember my dad looking at me once and he was like, damn, sometimes I look at you and I'm like, damn, my daughter's black. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm your fucking daughter. But he's like, it's like based on the mannerisms and stuff like that. Cause you know, you, especially back then you're having a mixed kid and he's like, I don't know what I'm going to get. This is going to be crazy. I have no idea, but this is what we're dealing with, you know? And it was hard. Like, I had probably a lot more shit in my family itself. You know, I actually experienced a lot more on, from the black side, who I love dearly, against my mom. Um, mm-hmm. And my mom's side in Serbia, because they don't have that legacy of, like, at least slavery attached with color. Like, they, they constantly wanted to see my dad. My, and my, my dad said his best gift was having my grandma as his mother-in-law. Um, and he would have married her if he could have. <laughs> the so same cute. language, you know. But I don't think that would have been the same experience if my mom was a white woman from here. I just don't, because um, I see the difficulties that people go through, and I feel really blessed to not be a part. Of, I'm going to be honest to not be a part of Anglo-American white culture. I just can't mm-hmm. can't hang with that. Um, but you know, it's never been really easy for me to fit in. But I also very much like when I walk down the street, I'm called a nigger often. Like it's happened to me multiple times. It's happened to me three months ago. You know, and and so I'm very clear in who I'm perceived as, um, and that's not going to change regardless of whether one group accepts me or doesn't. You know, so I have to say on a on a personal level, mm-hmm. Marina, witnessing your life <clears throat> and and seeing you dance the fucking cops away. Um, <laughs> I just can't help but think that like your parents were there watching you for sure. And, um, sorry, um, both having been from like, you know, oppressed countries and oppressed people, they were there like giving you strength. And I, when I, when I witness you, I see them there. Yeah. I see them there. And And that's why it was so powerful to me. And that's why I think that like you, that's why I think you're so powerful. Fuck man. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, man, I don't, I'm like, it's going to be a blubber fest, but I just wanted to um, also just say, Angie, like, you and I have a really unique experience because, you know, and my dad, my dad loved you, and and I remember calling you after he passed, and you were like, what, what, because it was so shocking, and being like, he really wanted to go have a beer with you, and he's gone now, and I was just losing it, and you're like, shut up, shut up, it's going to be okay, like, you were just like, this is, I could tell it was as hard for you in that moment, too, you know? So unexpected. Yeah, yeah. yeah, He, just for context, sorry, Marina's mother had a terminal illness, and she died in three months, and then her dad died 11 days later, like, super unexpectedly. Yeah. And And it was, uh. And they brought you, you're my family, and all the people that were around me and have been, Aaron being in my life, and also other people around me too that have come after that are the realest, most, like these are the people that they are planting strategically 
in these crazy times to be, we all need to be helping each other out. They're looking out for all of us and it's, mm -hmm. you can feel that. Yeah. Yeah, I love you. It's a, I saw your parents watching you when you were fucking yeah. dancing the pops away. I did. They were there, dude. <laughs> they were there like, that's my bitch. They were there. They were there. Or daughter. Maybe they'd say daughter. Your parents were fucking there, Marina. Anybody that's listening, we're going to post this video it, on it's our website. Posted, it's posted on Instagram, so they can and go on our Instagram page. Your parents were watching you dance the cops away. Yeah. It was amazing. I felt there's that. a guy that posted something that said a top rocks hundred percent effective against police or up rocks. <laughs> yes. like, yep, there you go. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, like the other whole thing to all of this, uh, up the, the uprising, uh, and, and just staying at sipping at home, whatever, sheltering in place. We're still in a pandemic. We just talked about that. And you're a nurse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How it's much, I mean, summer. yeah, yeah, I, I mean, here I we got are. tested today. Yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. I mean, so kudos to you. Because that's still I've happening. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I just went into work the other day and had the, you know, positive, like, because of confidentiality, I can't get into it too much, but there's just to know that uh, we've had an increase in patients as we expected. Um, I don't think we really ever had the lull that they were looking for. I mean, we never really had the craziness of New York, but it's not like that won't happen, especially now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean, just be easy on our healthcare professionals. Like, I do absolutely think we need to be out making noise because the health disparities within the communities that are also affected by, you know, the, um, COVID is, uh, and, and are also affected by the Black Lives Matter movement, like, that need that so much, like, we have to be heard, and we have to be out there, so it's weighing, like, my, my friend and I were talking, it's like, it's weighing mental health and physical health um, every day, and, like, you know, all kinds of, those are the, the deep questions that we're having to ask ourselves, like, where are we going to show up today? Um, I wasn't going anywhere, and I'll, I'll be honest right now, that, like, I left work the other, when they started the curfew one day, and I was like, I can't, I have to go. And I just turned my bike around and went down to downtown and they were extremely awful to us. Um, with the helicopters and the police and the bullets and the, you know, the, the smoke and all that stuff, super unnecessarily. And the people that were looking at, there was, I was wearing my scrubs for safety and there was all these young kids there that were like, Hey, hey, hey. they're like, look out for yourself. Hey, go home. Be careful. We need you. You're a hero. Like, and then they were running. Then they started yelling run. And I wasn't threatened. I'm of course, I've never been threatened by that, the, the group of young people like that. I mean, I just haven't. And, um, and I was really scared by the police, you know, but I know that like, we need to be showing up. And since then, I've gone to like two other protests. Um, <laughs> and I haven't quarantined for two weeks. But the thing out for me too, is that even I don't even have the ability to quarantine like that, because I have COVID positive patients when I go to work, and then I come home, and then I'm gonna have to, uh, like, you know, I'm gonna go to a protest here and there. So I just, I'm safe and wear a mask and I'm not one of those people that pulls it down. That's my number one thing. <laughs> people don't pull it down to talk to your friends and scream because you're spewing whatever it is. Everywhere. You can still you talk can, uh, with it on. Yeah. yeah, you can talk. That's the point of it, you know? Um, so just but as a nurse, do you get tested every day or like, what is it like in your, in, like how often do you get tested? As I a nurse? haven't been like, tested yet. I've called, they don't offer it at necessarily at our hospital. I think hmm. they do maybe an employee health, but we kind of, we just recently got that um, approved, which is ridiculous. 
um, we're really on the same level as you guys in terms of what testing is offered to us. And now universal testing is, like you said, Andrew just got tested. It's everybody can do it. Mm -hmm. um, so just because, like you said before, I'm really busy. I called in a couple times, was on a wait, long wait list, and I'm just waiting to get um, in to get a referral so that I can get the antibody test and get the other test. Why is a fucking nurse on the wait list? <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. That's yeah. nuts. So, well, That's on like nuts. the phone waiting list. To, to talk to someone to get it, but it really shouldn't even be, I shouldn't have to go into a doctor for a referral for any of this stuff. It should just be right. at your corner store. Like, on yeah. the daily. Yeah, yeah. So life happens on the daily. Don't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Nobody's looking out for us. I guess my takeaway would just be, you know, no one's looking out for us. The, the movement needs to continue um, clearly. Um, just be safe and take care of each other, you know, and don't do things unnecessarily just because you're, don't use the, don't use the protest as an excuse to go and like see people either, but absolutely, right. you know, like that is not, to me, that doesn't, that's never worked, but, um, but do, if you're moved, absolutely go and be effective and be a change agent and make yourself heard because it's working, um, just be careful. In just two weeks, yeah. so much has happened. I know. And, and they, the, the, yeah, it, it's, it's working. It's working. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing in whatever capacity you can. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That was uh, Third Time's a Charm with Marina Stenkov-Hodge. I've been instructed, that's the way you say it. I hope I did it right, uh, Marina. <laughs> um, uh, just to reference the the video that we talked about, it's actually on our Instagram page. So if you go to Bishak Podcast on Instagram, you'll find the video. Um, just go onto our page. You can also hear part two with Marina uh, on our next episode. So stay tuned. In the meantime, you can find us at bishakpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. You can also find behind the scenes footage at our YouTube channel. So don't forget to check it out and subscribe. It's also brand spanking new. You can also find us every Monday morning from 6 to 6.30 at bff.fm. We're powered by GoTo Productions. Bitch, please. <laughs>